don't shop. The nerve, the audacity. All right, we back for another episode of the regular podcast. Why would it take long? Because we got a lot to talk about. No, we don't. All right, so boom. We don't. Two things. The Drake stuff. The Rachel Dolezal stuff. What off, Kyle? What you mean? No, we don't. Okay, so. Huh? You don't even realize it. Don't worry No, because you ain't telling me what you're saying. I'm saying when I say something, you just say, no, we don't. You just cut me off and then went to something else. We talked about what? We talked about what? Come on, man. Go ahead. The. The. Okay. How you guys doing? We back for another episode of the regular podcast. Now, we don't have much time for introductions because this is a very important time right now for me. I have a lot going on in my life. 99% of it is diss records. A diss song came out last night while I was watching a documentary. I'm highly offended that I was hours behind the rest of the world. It wasn't hours. It was hours because everything that I was being shared after I found out was two hours old. The I'm documentary highly... is only an hour and 44 minutes. But we remember we had to pause it because we started snacking and all that. Okay. Yeah. So, well, really, that mean the song probably came out while we was getting ourselves ready <laughs> to watch this the joint. Okay. So I wasn't on my phone, so I didn't know. Good documentary, though. We were watching a documentary and missing out on this amazing thing that was happening in the world, but we didn't miss it for long. No. You care to talk about your week, or are we getting right into the money? Let's get into it. Now, you didn't hear Pusha T's album, so I'll talk about it myself. Pusha T, Pusha T, just, you want to tell them why you don't want to hear it? Because Pusha T... Mm-hmm. Is exploring the life and death of Whitney Houston, him and Kanye. I want no parts of it. And I think they're very disrespectful. And, you know, I just feel like we should have some kind of reverence for legends or anybody, anybody's life. So, no, I won't listen to any Push T uh, album. Okay. Now, I listened to Push T's album. I loved it. What I will say, I don't agree with Shay on that, but I understand, though, how mm-hmm. somebody could take that as a major sign of disrespect. Very disrespectful. Now, Pusha T's album is a very good one, but it's only seven songs. Now, we know everybody been coming at Kanye lately, so Kanye said, you know, I, I'm... A, Anyway, Kanye came out and said everybody's albums that's coming out, he's going to make everybody put out seven song albums. We all know from numerology and, and you know, the, the learnings and teachings of the nations of gods and earth is seven is God. All right. So everybody's coming out with seven tracks on the joint. Uh, Pusha T's album was super good. My favorite. I mean, one of the most famous, more favored songs that were talked about a lot from the album was what would Meek Mill do? What would Meek do? WWMD. But that wasn't, to me, that wasn't one of the better songs on the album. And it's only seven songs. That's a good one. To me, the best song was The Games We Play. That's like number two, I think. The Games We Play was hard. 
hard piano was was hard and it's hard piano has rick ross on it it's a good song right there i mean and of course the album came out yesterday i don't have a deep 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 dive into it did you listen to it i listened to it probably five times yesterday you maybe don't have a deep dive? nah because i was at work listening to it so i couldn't like get down like notes and all that and really with an album like that you really gotta first of all it's short so right. you can kind of start thinking about something and then the album could be over i mean was it super complex or was he just talking about drugs again was he talking about drugs again he's always talking selling about drugs. drugs he's always talking about selling drugs no no clever metaphors just you know push the t don't really have clever metaphors okay so but anyway um the the album but when an album is short like that it's if you just like because i'm a thinker so i'll be like dozing off in thought sometimes and then something will be over by the time I come back to doing what I was doing. So that can happen easily. But it wasn't a boring album, though. So it's an album that kind of, kind of keeps your attention. I can't think of the third song that I like a lot on there. I can't think of the title of it. But um, actually, I think Infrared is better than What Would Meek Do also. There's not... Now that I'm thinking about well, it, I heard infrared and that was okay, but it's not like nothing. There's there's not crazy. a lot there's not a lot of chorus that I can remember chorus and hooks. I don't remember a lot from this album as far as chorus goes. So I feel like he kind of just rapped over a whole lot of beats, which was cool. Well, four beats. Kanye definitely did his thing with the with the production, and I'm looking forward to hearing Kanye's album now after listening? hearing. Am I what? You're listening? To Kanye's? Yes. Crazy. Wow. Okay. What? Uh the uh Pusha T's the production on Pusha T's album, A1. Kanye did a good job on that. Keep it to seven songs so that it's not too much to critique and you keep it short, sweet. Kanye did a great job executive producing producing an album for one of his artists. Great job. Pusha T, I think he did the best he can do. There's no radio songs on the album, so it won't live as long as it could. There's a lot of controversy based on the, the album art, which is a picture of Whitney Houston's bathroom when Disrespect. it was all dirty. It was dirtied up from back in the day. Um, I heard a story that said the picture was was owned by the family because they stole it from Whitney a long time ago. That picture was in the, the documentary um, that came out. But it was Showtime in the e well. Inquirer a long time ago because the family stole it from her. Okay. So, um, so that's why the family is even having less respect for that picture anyway because they had been stole that picture a long time family, ago when she was still alive. Uh, when she was still alive. So, so, um. Yeah, but the, so there's controversy around the album. I didn't let that bother me. The album was good. But the problem with Pusha T is he decided to diss Drake on the final song called Infrared. And this, the, the, the diss was out before the album came out because it was snippets from the, um, from the listening party. This was a bad mistake. He dissed Drake. Bus. And it wasn't even a, a hard diss. It was just basic, like, you, pretty much more of you don't write your own raps. How can you write your wrongs when we don't even know who's writing the songs? And then he said, like Nas, it was written, but it was by Quentin. We have seen Drake make pretty deadly. 
Put these on. The noise. Yeah. We have seen Drake do great things when it comes to swaying popular opinion about a person that he is dissing. So, if you are somebody who's not known to have big sales in the first place, i.e. Pusha T, mm -hmm. and you are doing things like letting Whitney Houston's drugged up bathroom be your album cover to help promote your album, like Pusha T. Terrible. Then, one thing that is not the smartest thing in the world to do is to diss the biggest rapper in the world at the time when you don't really need much more BS that could possibly hinder any success of your album. And disrespect the greatest singer to ever live. Right. If you feel like that, then you feel like that. But I'm just saying the greatest singer to ever live is not known to have a bunch of crazy fans that will like boycott they you. and t They won't. I will never listen to Pusha T again. You won't listen to Pusha T again. I'm a fan. But you're not going to. You're not, not going to call Pusha T's PO and say, "Hey, lock him up." You ain't gonna call the no, police on Pusha I T. I won't call nobody. Drake PO, fans call police on people okay. to get them in trouble. That's, Those are children. A fan is a fan. It don't matter. They got Meek okay. locked up last year because they called the PO saying that he was leaving town without permission. That's silly. It might be silly, but that's real life. Meek really went to jail for it, right? Okay. I didn't know about that. He did. Okay. They was calling the police saying that he left town. Anyway, um, Drake's fans are a little bit more crazy for Drake than Pusha T's fans are for him. So, meaning you diss the man and he already feels like he's a better rapper than you. Now, we know Drake is not going to attack everybody. But we also know that if he feels like he can take you, he will attack you. He feels like he could take Pusha T. And that's what happened. So then we get to Pusha T versus Drake. And first of all, when Pusha T was going on The Breakfast Club talking about how he felt like he was better than Drake and Drake don't really write his stuff, I had tweeted out early in the morning, are we so sure that Pusha T is a better rapper than Drake? I'm not. Y'all got me and you talked about it before Drake's that rap pen. even came on the ride home. We talked about it too, like... About I don't think we talked about Drake and him, but we did talk about him not being what everybody you know. Yeah, it's not that long ago. That was not that right, long. I'm just saying, but before the rap, I know what you're talking about. Out, right. But uh, I said y'all got Drake's pen effed up because it's cool to say that Drake can't rap because of the whole ghostwriting crap and the whole because Drake makes singing songs and all that. But that. It just doesn't make sense when you got a dude who we know can rap. That's how he got on for writing for Dr. Dre back in 2001. Like, this is, he'd been paid. Dr. Dre talks about giving Drake a $10,000 check for writing on that album. Like, I don't understand why you would think that just because he's a soft dude from Canada, that you're going to just take him lightly and not take him and not respect the craft. So then Pusha T disses him on infrared, talking about the ghostwriter stuff. Then Drake comes out at around, I would say, 6-ish p.m. Around, around 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, maybe a little, maybe way an hour later. less. or a later. Oh, no. Nah, it wasn't way later. Maybe 8, maybe 6. I didn't get in the house till 7. Huh? I didn't get in the house till 7. We was watching the thing. What does it have to do with when the I'm song saying, came out? Okay. What I'm saying is, the joint came out. 
The joint came out from 6 to 8 p.m., somewhere around in that window. And what did you think about it? I loved it. I loved it. I loved everything about it. This is the kind of disc records that I like. You know, this is the this is the disc record I want from Drake. So, like this and Two Birds, One, two birds, one Stone, that's the kind of disc records I like. And I think that he completely, like, demolished Pusha T. So... That's about it. What did you what um like what stood out? Um just the disrespect. Like the the disrespect and the pretty much it was it wasn't like one of those fake, you know, one of those diss records that's like just talking about you and the way you look and the money and stuff like that, but it was kind of factual. Like I wrote these I wrote these songs for you, I did these things for you and you know, for your boss. And, you know, this is the respect I get and basically I tried to help out Quentin Miller and you know, I don't get no respect for that, but you know, I told you to stop playing with me, so here it is. Here's, you know, here's the truth. Yep. You act like you know you was the big, you was big beach, or you was uh, Pablo, and you was probably just selling drugs to kids at Norfolk State or something. Like that's mm-hmm. basically what he was saying, and I don't see nothing wrong with that. I don't know, you know, that man's drug probably background, ODU, but still, ODU, ODU more okay. likely. Well, yeah. But. Yeah. Which even then, it's like what a bunch of how many white kids. That's who buys coke. Right. Okay. Right. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. So. So then, yeah, yeah. It's so an opportunity like to make was, a lot of money, but. Of course, but. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was a great diss. I don't know what I love everybody, it. the people that are saying that it was weak. I don't know what y'all want Drake to rap about. Drake is not Beanie Siegel. He's not gonna come in there talking about killing no kids or nothing like that. That's not Drake. So the fact that everybody's trying to make it seem like. The joint is soft because y'all trying to compare it to some things where dudes was talking about fake violence that it was never going to commit a long time ago. Y'all would rather people do that, say a bunch of fake violence. This is like and 2018 Blueprint 2. Yeah. It was they, that, they want, they that want, good people want, to me. People want uh, uh, rap disses to have violence in them even when the person is not violent. Yeah, that's what don't great. make sense. This is hard for the person that made it, first of all, and it's hard because of the response it is to the person that dissed him, that started it. Pusha T started it, and he made it all about he don't write his raps, he can't mess with me because he don't write his raps. So now Pusha T has Pusha, to explain but Drake is the saying, first I write line. Your raps. I write the first, your boss's that's what I'm raps. saying. The first line in the song, he has to explain now how he feels about Kanye. We can't get past none of this. You can't say nothing else until you address how you feel about Kanye. Because the person that you saying ain't no real rapper lyricist writes for the person that pays for your you. your boss, yeah. He writes for the person that pays you. Mm-hmm. The person that tells you what to do every day well, is, getting, is getting music from Drake. You got to address it. Nobody, like we rarely hold it against Kanye because we love Kanye musically as a whole. Production, rapping, song making ability, and nobody, not too many people have ever said Kanye is the the um top five lyricist or nothing like that. So nobody I, really I mean, and Kanye gives credit to everybody to help him. He never hid, like he never kept it hidden that he was um. Right, I mean he gave a whole, lot of credit to Pusha T for uh my my dark beautiful twisted fantasy. He gives credit whatever. to everybody. He gives credit to anybody who helps him. So. Kanye is not the one in question. The one in so I don't know why people keep taking it like it's a Kanye diss. It's it's addressing Kanye because Pusha T has to address 
why are you saying all this about me when I help your boss? Your boss gets well, you music know, from that's me. That's kind of like what, like you know, how people from up north say "sunning." Like he, like at this point, I'm not even you or whatever. I'm talking. About, I I help your boss out. Like I right. have to. I give your boss music. Right. So you really is just like whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah, because he's saying you you this the hypocrisy is crazy <laughs> because you can't talk about me when you you in a studio every day with a dude that has somebody writing his music for him. And the person that's writing music for him is the person you disrespecting. And me. you. And he wrote his and he wrote Kanye's. Right. And he not up he's not saying this stuff about Kanye. So he has to address that. Drake said, I shouldn't even be giving you none of my time because you older than a nigga you running behind. Disrespectful type that is stuff. Very like this is stuff that Pusha T gotta go to sleep thinking about. This is stuff that people in the street will say to you. Like this that is disrespectful. That's like not rap stuff right there. No. That's like you really running behind like, somebody being a you are, funky. You a yes man. You a flunky to you a dude. A, a dude boy. That's you you're older than him and you running around behind, following him around pretty much. When he tell you to do something, you gotta do it. Yeah. Like so you, that's a, you let this man get you to disrespect Whitney Houston. That's another thing. So he got to address. He got he, to. He got to address why he running behind Kanye and he, he older to. than him. He got to address why he talking about ghostwriting when his boss got a ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, Malice said it was his your cousin, then him, then you. He said so that you don't on rap, a comeback jack you don't show. Rap, I heard it. You don't rap what you did. You just rap what you knew. Yep. You got to address that too yep, because your own family, your own family said the 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 boss levels of y'all and the the people really he was he didn't say him either he didn't say push it like was even in that equation yeah he did he said the, i'm talking about on the you. comeback i'm saying like when his brother said it he was just like yeah he was just around he was so young he was around that was early like that. so he probably he probably ain't talking about that oh, okay because he he said his brother his boss i mean the brother and everything was he probably was talking about something else then, so. but uh but yeah, so he so you gotta address this because cause you you're making people think that you were big Meech in, in the nineties, but people calling in the question what was going on and me and you we was already talking people, about that. But we talked about it, we so people talk- were saying people people are hmm? saying whether it's true or not, people are comparing it to Big Meech in the mid two thousand. I mean, no, they're like not the comparing. 2000s. They're not comparing. Charlemagne brought up a story, but he wasn't comparing him to Big Meech. Well, no, I'm saying somebody else did that, but who? The guy who was on Charlemagne's show. No, he didn't bring Big Meech up. Okay. That Charlemagne well, brought I'm that up. Well, I'm saying he agreed. Up. Like, yeah, 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 like that. Like everybody knows the story. Yeah, of Big but Meech he wasn't he saying agreed. Big Meech though. He was talking about the party scene. Okay. They was talking about the party scene, but some people like like nobody is taking away Pusha T's street, whatever he did in the street. But the way he raps about it, you would think that he was on some massive level. Like, mm-hmm. like when when we say when people, I don't complain about it, but when other people complain about him t- rapping about drugs all the time, is because they feel like that's the only thing he do. That's the only thing he raps about. Not the only thing, but that's the majority of what he's rapping about. As if that's all he did. No, I think like you would are think like, that he okay, didn't do. Okay, so what else? Like, no, you, right, but Ed, but like, if you was really doing that all day, it makes sense. But if you haven't been only doing that, you don't have to only talk about that, because you can rap about your clothing line. You can rap about what moves you've been making over the last fifteen years since you've been famous. You can rap about a lot of different things and mix it in with because 
Nobody ever said, I'm sick of hearing Jay-Z talk about drugs because he mixed Jay-Z it in. Jay-Z talks about other things. But he talks about drug dealing too, though. He does. That's what I'm saying. When but, you grow, you mix in more stuff with it. Like, you, why are you still only right, rapping I'm about saying, it? I'm saying, yeah, it's about like, he what rapping, else? Though, though, he rapping like, about it all still. Like, he can't, like, like, Rick Ross, same thing. Rick Ross got the same content, but Rick Ross is going to talk about rallies and checkers and Wingstop. In and his fly raps. stuff. Like, just, just being fly, having money, yeah. girls. He gonna know? rap about Wingstop. Almost every song, you hear him say rallies or checkers or Wingstop and almost everything he doing because he promoting buying a block back or buying franchises or doing this and that. Pusha T might be talking about some stuff sometimes, but for the most part, his content ain't changing. So it's almost like you would think the way he raps, like, the only thing he knows is cocaine. Well, you gotta know more than that. Especially if you're 40 years old and you've been out of out of the streets for a long time. You could rap about more things. So when you... And I'm not even... Like I just said, I'm not offended by Pusha T rapping like that. But when you do rap like that all the time, you leave yourself open for jokes like this by people like Drake. Because... Like, really? Is that all you... Because Drake... Because it's not like you're dealing with some little broke rapper. Drake made $100 million last year. Mm-hmm. Drake is rich, like way richer than Pusha T. That's not part of the competition. And Drake didn't even bring up the money. He's just saying, why you keep rapping like you was this guy? This, like you was Escobar. You was working for Escobar back then. Like you didn't have that. You wasn't doing them kind of numbers. You probably sold, sold some stuff for some Nikes and Mercedes. But stop acting like you sold drugs for Escobar in the 80s. That's it. But Pusha T set himself up. To be talked about like that because the only thing he talks about is that. That's his fault. He set himself up for that. Now he's going to have to address it. He said he got the track record. Well, the thing about it is, if you're talking about your own track record, Drake has a track record also of writing for people. Okay. This just in. This just in. Well, it's not just in because, you know. But I had to cut into the podcast because last night, Pusha T dropped the Drake disc. Oh man. Oh man. A lot of people have a lot of criticisms for this diss. Me on the other well, let me let me start this off by saying Shay was with me when I recorded that other part about Drake and his diss and the Push T album. But she's not with me right now. She'll be back in later when I cut in the other part of the podcast. But I just want to give y'all a brief overview of this new Pusha T diss and what I think about it. First of all, I want to say bravo to Pusha T. Concept was flawless. The mix and delivery wasn't the best. So I agree with everybody who's saying this. The flow was trash and all that, whatever. I don't say it's trash, but it wasn't flawless like the concept was. Now, the, the song is called The Story of Adi Don or Adi Don, however you want to pronounce it. And that is the, the Adidon, A-D-I-D-O-N, is Drake's clothing line with Adidas. And it is kind of like in honor of Drake's son that he has, quote unquote, been hiding from the world. His son named Adonis, which he has with, quote, maybe a porn star named Sophie. This is all alleged because this information just came out on Pusha T's disc. I had never heard. I heard people saying stuff like Drake had a baby on the way, but I just thought it was a rumor. Drake got on his song on um, Sacrifices on More Life and said he didn't have a baby on the way. So now Pusha T is saying you do have a baby and you're hiding your son. So it's just okay. So boom. 
Now, y'all heard what we just said, what me and Shay just said about Pusha T set himself up with all the drug talk and Drake attacked him based on that, right? So me, I was skeptical. I didn't know how Pusha T was going to, what kind of angle Pusha was going to take to come back at Drake. I thought it was impossible, really, because I didn't know all this information about Drake. Really, I didn't care, but I just didn't know. I didn't know what Pusha T knew. I didn't know anything about anything, right? So Pusha T comes back and he starts the song off first of all the beat is the story of oj the the artwork for it which is not art it's just a well, it's not artwork that was doctored up at all it's a picture that drake took back when he was 16 years old drake is in blackface if y'all know what blackface is blackface is when it, it's normally when a white person paints their face black to depict black people with big red lips and you know look they look crazy they look like clowns but with black faces Drake has a picture of him doing now. Drake is a black man. Dad, his dad is black and his mom is white, so he's a black person in America. That's how America looks at it, right? Drake is in blackface in this picture, and then the the beat that he, that Pusha T rapped on is the story of OJ. That sets the tone off the rip, right? So, like I said, the concept is is cold, right? So then he starts to join off, like we talked about how Drake started his off with the whole. How you feel about how you feel about um, how dare you rebuke me when I'm the one that's writing for the nigga that made your beats and all that. Right. So then Pusha starts this one off with his own angle. So Drake's angle was don't talk about me with ghostwriters when I ghostwrite for people in your squad. Matter of fact, your boss is somebody I ghostwrite for. Pusha T comes back and said, OK, boom, we are just not going to see eye to eye on this drug dealer stuff. We ain't going to see eye to eye on the ghostwriting stuff. So he said he started off with. Drug dealing aside, ghostwriting aside, let's have a conversation about your pride. So what he did from the jump, this is the, that's the first line, first two lines in the song. What he did from the jump is establish. You know what? We're not going to keep on talking about the same stuff that we've been talking about for the last few years. Because Two Birds, One Stone was the same kind of sentiment as um, Duke Duppy. And... That came out 2016. So, you know, Pusha T and then Pusha T said the Quentin Miller thing in infrared. So Pusha T said, you know what? Let's clear this whole thing out. We're going to take those two things away because everybody has heard these. These two points have been done to death. So what we're going to do, we're going to get them out the way. So then Pusha comes in. Let's just he talks about Drake's dad abandoning him. Right. And the reason that Drake's dad abandoning him is important is because then he goes on later on to say Drake is pretty much doing the same thing with his son. He's hiding him. He won't claim him. He said, your son, your son deserves more than an Adidas rollout, meaning so Drake's clothing line with Adidas, Adidas called Adi Don. I guess Drake was going to come out and announce his son with the clothing line. Right. Also, Pusha T is connected to Adidas also, so he has inside information. So Drake was going to release his clothing line and announce his son at the same time, supposedly. That's the inside word that came from Pusha. That's so crazy because it's like you're hiding your child or you're not claiming her because Drake did say he didn't have a baby on the way. By the way, the baby is with a supposed porn star named Sophie. Whatever, according to people in the industry, they all know the lady. And Joe Budden podcast, they said... Every the people in the industry knew about this baby and about that lady already. So anyway, so Pusha T. So when he sets up the whole thing about 
your dad left you at five and your and, and, and all that. <clears throat> it's like he's setting the stage. So so from what Pusha T said on the Breakfast Club was the thing that made him jump out the window and make this diss is the fact that Drake said his um fiance's name on the diss, which is Virginia Williams. That's Drake's fiance. I mean that's Pusha T's fiance. Pusha T said once you mention her name, all bets are off, the gloves are off, we go on full go. Right? So that's what Pusha decided to do. He decided to jump out the window on Drake. Right? So he said, You want to talk about my fiance? Or he said something like, You want to talk about my fiance like it's a bad thing? Your dad left you at five, hell of a dad thing. Then he said, You talk about M's and winning, but your mom always coming in last place. So it's like, then he attacking like the whole family dynamic because. He felt like Drake attacked his family dynamic, making it seem like he was, you know, making him seem like, you know, he used the uh, engagement as a, a point in a diss track. I'm not even thinking that Drake didn't really say anything crazy about it, but you can't say anybody's fiance's name in a diss song, period. And if you do, you need to be willing to get what comes back with that. So Drake said the lady's name, Pusha T did not take it well. Uh, Pusha T didn't take it well So he, he attacked Drake's family dynamics So he went at the mom He went at He said Drake's dad Is wearing these Steve Harvey suits You know he clowned him He told him Dennis Graham Need to stay off the gram He said his mom's name You know Sandy He's saying these people's names He said Sophie The baby mom's name He said his son's name Adonis Like like Pusha T And then He talked about 40 Now he's he, When his little scheme About 40 was you know, he, it was like a little play, playful type of thing, but it was very serious because 40 is Drake's engineer and 40 has MS, multiple sclerosis. And he said 40 looking like he 80. He's sick. He's on the clock like he's, his, his, his time is ticking on him. He's about to die pretty much like how much time does he have left? Like, yo, that was a lot of people talking about. That's not that disrespectful. Like, what are y'all talking about? If your friend is about to die. And somebody is like kind of making fun of the, the fact that they have a short life left. And y'all saying that's not disrespectful. Y'all are crazy. If somebody said if y'all had a family member that was about to pass away and somebody just started clowning them for that thing, not just not just roasting them about something else. He's clowning the thing that's killing them. Y'all saying that's not disrespectful. What, what, what planet are y'all from? You sound crazy. All right. So so like I said, he 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 goes at Drake's dad. He goes at Drake's mom. He goes at Drake's baby mom. He gives everybody the scoop on Drake's child that he says is not being allowed to come home. He said uh, he called him a deadbeat dad. He said he said you deadbeat mother effort. Uh, let that baby come home or let that boy come home. And he called Drake Border Patrol. So I'm guessing the, the um, Sophie would like to bring the baby up to Canada to see his father. But Drake is not letting the, you know, he put the word, you know, Drake is powerful. He put the word out to all the, you know, don't let them in this country. So, well, that's what Pusha T is saying. Now, we don't have any proof of this, but it's good for a diss track. It's good to say because we have not seen, you would think somebody as big as Drake. How, how amazing would it be for his image as a big pop star to be this new father? It would be amazing. It, you know, look how it worked for Khaled. Khaled's son is everywhere with him, and people love it. You don't think people... Well, I don't understand why Drake doesn't think people would love his son to be with him 
often just the same way. But that would play into what Pusha T is saying. You're hiding your son. You're being a deadbeat just like your dad was. Your dad left you at five and it's looking like you leaving your son at birth. Really, it's looking like you never because you never claimed him. Because even when the lady was pregnant with your kids, you said that it wasn't yours. So, you know, it's, it's, it's looking now. I know everybody by now has heard that this. So I know you have heard it by now. So I, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't need to say too, too, too much about it. I just need to give my opinion on it. I say, I, I see a lot of people scoring it. Every time somebody strikes, y'all are scoring it. I don't score things like that. I score them like this round, whose was better? Because if you score it like every time somebody strikes, then that means whoever strikes the most wins like that, wins like that. No. I think it has to be the best. I think yours has to be better than his. So I'm not comparing uh, two bars in infrared to a whole song, Duppy. I'm comparing Duppy to um, this song, Story of Adidon. I compare these two to each other. I think the story of Adidon was harder. He also talks about Drake not feeling comfortable enough. He's not feeling black enough. He feels like his hair won't nap. Like he don't. Drake looks at him. He thinks Drake has internal issues with his own blackness. The same way Logic talks about it, he thinks Drake's de Drake deals with that too, which is why he put up, he did the story of OJ thing, and that's why he did the artwork like that. Because he, it's a play on like Drake don't even, Drake has identity issues. I think like stuff like that is, is some, it's better to me than to be sitting up there rapping hard at a at a pop singer telling them you're going to kill him and you're going to rape his mom and you're going to stab him in the eye and all that because that's not first of all it's not realistic so you're not going to do it most of the disses that y'all keep on referencing have a bunch of violence that never happened or never will happen because it came from rappers that never did anything violent in their life but y'all want people to, to rap like that, and that's what you're going to call a hard diss. But then when somebody says something that's really going to sit with you at night and really going to bother you, y'all don't like that. That's weak. Come on, man. Anybody can get out here and say, uh, yeah, I'll run up on you and uh, load the K and shoot it and spray and hit you. Like, I can freestyle a, a, a violent diss right now. But it don't, it don't mean nothing if you're not going to do it. And I'm not even saying that anybody should do any of that stuff. I'm just saying that's what people seem to be looking for in a rap diss, a rap beef. Y'all want everybody to be violent with each other when people been doing that in the past and nothing ever happened. When Beanie Siegel and J.D. Kiss was talking crazy to each other and then neither one of them even fought each other. They didn't even fight. And actually they made up and became cool. Y'all like that? Somebody, somebody talking about killing you, killing your kids, killing everybody around you, and then y'all make up and everything is cool and y'all cool with that. But y'all ain't cool with dudes talking about somebody's real life. I don't understand it, which is also the same reason why y'all felt like Ether was better than like um, TakeOver or Blueprint 2. It's because y'all like stuff that's not realistic. You, you wouldn't rather somebody say something that's really going to bother you. Is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it One Mike? Is it Black Girl Lost or Shorty OU for Ice? I've been real all my life. They confuse it with deceit. He said, can't y'all see that he's fake, the rap version of T.D. Jakes? Y'all would rather somebody say, Nick sucking lips. Like, that's what y'all want to hear because y'all want to hear stuff that don't really mean nothing. That's why I thought, I think that the um the Drake diss Duppy was good because he don't have to say nothing violent for it to be a good diss. I think it's a good diss. I just think Pusha T's is better. Like, that's that's all. You know what I mean? People acting like you have to stick on one side. You go on one side and you got to stay there. No, you don't. It's rap. It's a battle. They go back and forth for a reason. It's called, that's a volley. 
you can go back and forth. You're not flip-flopping because you should have never picked a side in the first place. Y'all act like people's girl. Y'all acting like they girlfriend right now. Stop it, man. And I'm mainly talking about people on Facebook because that's where I see a lot of it. Like, no, nah, no, nah, y'all need to be like stick with one. Now y'all, y'all D riding and all. Like, no, it's music. You're supposed to be with the music. You're not supposed to be like, I'm on Drake's team. No, you ain't. You're on your own team. You're not on Drake's team. You, 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 like, you don't know these people personally. That means you're supposed to ride with the music. Who has the best music out? I could see if y'all were saying Duppy is better. Y'all ain't even saying a lot of, I'm not saying y'all, some of y'all ain't even saying that. Y'all just saying Pusha T's wasn't that good. Okay, so, but you have, in a battle, you compare it to what it's going against. You don't just say something ain't good and you just don't rate it at all. No, you pick one. Is it Duppy or is it the story of Adidon? I'm going with the story of Adidon. Now, only reason is because I feel like there was more, first of all, new information, an amazing angle. Which I love angles. I like I watch battle rap. So if you keep on saying the same thing over and over about a person, it's gonna get old and it's gonna get whack. So Pusha T decided I'm not gonna say nothing about the ghostwriting no more. I'm gonna say this other stuff. That's amazing to me. I like that. So yeah, I, Pusha got this one, man. So he got this one. Now it's one zero. I mean, yeah, it's one zero. This how I, I score this stuff like I do battle rap. One zero. You can't like no, it's one zero. Just because you strike don't mean you get a point. You get a point if your strike was stronger than the other one. That's how I graded. I graded like a battle. Like, you know, if y'all both go round one for one, you don't give each one of them a point for the round that they did. No. You give the one with the better round. That's who gets the point. All right. So um, I think that's all I got for y'all right now. I just wanted to punch in here. I'll We'll get back to the regular schedule program. This 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 uh, beef, this rap beef is, is getting good. I like this because I think Drake can rap. Now, I said I don't think that Pusha T, I still don't think Pusha T is a better rapper, straight rapper than Drake. I still don't think he is because if I if I compare, now I think Pusha T is great. I like his music. But if I compare Drake's best rapping to Pusha T's best rapping, Drake is better. The only reason y'all started questioning it is because people said Drake had a writer. Before all this writer stuff, nobody was, was saying that Pusha T was a better rapper than Drake. Nobody said that. Nobody was saying that. So I think I think we need to, you know, reel it back in. Reel it back in. I love I love Pusha T's music. I love I love Drake's music. Matter of fact, I love Pusha T's content more than I love his music. I just like the stuff he's talking about. Uh I don't always love his delivery. And I always I don't always love his songs. But Drake, <clears throat> the whole package, I like it. And I know for a fact, I know Drake can rap. And I know he don't never duck no smoke for real. He might not give you a whole song. Drake is normally dissing people. I don't know if y'all could tell or not. If y'all don't listen to Drake that much, the dude is dissing people. Like Just like Jay-Z always doing the sub disses, Drake is constantly dissing somebody. If y'all don't know. I don't understand what y'all be listening to or whatever. Right now, Pusha is winning. I'm giving it to Push as of now. <clears throat> people think that Drake is going to be responding before the week is up. and I don't believe that. Now, if I get it, cool. I don't think he should respond at all because I don't think he's willing to go where Pusha T just went. And I don't even think he has the kind of info that could be a valid response to what Pusha T just said. So that's all I got. I'm going to get back into it. We're going to discuss Rachel Dolezal documentary that we just watched, which was a great documentary. So uh, thanks for listening to this segment. We're back to the show. All right, man. So we watched a documentary called The Rachel Divide. It's about a white woman. And this white woman... Is a very, huh? So I was gonna say, so 
aside from Rachel Dolezal, was it a good documentary? Was it a good? We get into that. Why you st- why you saying why aside? Can from I ask that? you that? I'm asking a question. Can you answer it or no? It's a good documentary, but why? Okay, why, great. Why? Thank you. What? I'm trying to introduce the joint. Okay, I can the, ask questions. Just like you cut me off to ask questions, I'm, I can ask you questions. It's too. true. It's true. The Rachel Divide is a documentary about a white woman. Now, the cat's out the bag. The white woman is Rachel Dozo, who doesn't want to say she's a white woman. So I'm assuming she's still having issues because she's going around still saying she's a black woman. Rachel Dolezal actually got some um, felony charges yesterday <laughs> for welfare fraud. God, She got some welfare fraud charges yesterday. They say Rachel Dolezal made $84,000 while she was collecting uh, like uh, welfare. Stamps. Food stamps. Food stamps. I mean, yeah. Some some t- some form of government assistance she was collecting it while she had made that kind of moolah. <laughs> now, the w- what was the most interesting thing about uh, it to you? The the documentary. Well, uh the most sh- interesting. Well, the whole thing was interesting. I think the most shocking thing to me was her childhood, like in in how. I just understood why she was crazy, why she's crazy. Yeah. So, and in in the interaction with her children was her her child is very shocking to me, and the things that she she exposed she she exposes her kids, and she exposed she even exposed her newborn baby she exposed her present her exploited her pregnancy, and everything just it was just it was just crazy to me that she was doing that. Wait, how she exploit the pregnancy? I mean. She was lying, talking about the people probably... I think she was lying about people saying stuff about her being pregnant and um, just a lot of stuff she was doing. Then she took and put the child's what name you mean? on it. Lying up, what you mean she, she was lying? Expo- people was talking about her child, like her, her unborn child. Like she was... I think she was lying about that. She was reading comments. Okay. I don't know if that was a real comments. Okay. We don't know what was real and you, what's You got to get her. on Twitter for real. I be getting people heckling me and I ain't nobody. Listen, we know Rachel people say Dolezal, crazy stuff on Twitter, man. Y'all, Rachel Dolezal wrote wrote herself a hate uh, letter, sent it to herself. Didn't even no, not even sent it to herself. Put it in the mailbox, a mailbox that she only had her and one other person only had the key to. It didn't even go to the postal service. That's why she got caught. So I can't believe, and this is not even that wasn't even the first time she did it. She did something like that, throwing a banana on her own card and saying people are calling her a monkey for being black. I can't believe that she was doing it. I don't, I don't believe that people... I just can't believe her. Yeah, the the hate mail stuff is crazy, but like Twitter comments are real. Them people be on there tripping. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what the hell kind of people be making these accounts, but they be serious when they talk about anything that they talk about. The one dude said he wanted to like rub his his meat oh, God, on the yeah, baby's yeah. face and not on the baby's face. Like, I don't know how you think she would make that up. That was, She read it. She, but, uh... She's a psychopath. Yeah, but you... What do you mean, though? They can track these accounts and all that. Like, you, you can see if an account is on somebody's phone or not. But... Mm, okay. But anyway, um... The, the thing, the most interesting thing to me was probably how smart she was. Yeah, that's true. Because I didn't really know anything about the lady. But, like, this lady is... Really, uh, she probably genius level, genius level, intelligent, because she just went crazy. She is actively crazy. She's actively crazy because she went crazy 
because of her parents, I guess her hate for her parents or whatever, drove her off the deep end. Because wow. the lady was a white woman until a few years ago. Like, not few, but six, about six years ago. She had a black, she had a black husband that wanted a white woman. She started turning into a, a, a black woman, and he was like, oh, no. Oh, no, I don't want you. I like white women. No siree. You got to go. And he got rid of her because he, you know what I mean? He, was, he stayed true to what he was on. So, uh, she, it like, yo, her parents was, they was adopting black kids and they were abusive to the black children. She had like a, really, this is what I will say mainly because it's almost too much to get into because so the much. thing is like an hour and 45 minutes and it's, it's jam packed with information about her life. She, you, when you watch it, you can definitely tell it's she's, a great she's delusional 100%. However, she's a genius too, though. She's very talented. She had she had just first of all, we see her running around acting like a black woman now. But in two thousand two, she was a, a professor at Howard. She sued Howard University for discrimination against her as a white woman. They were discriminating against her as a white woman. So that's what type time she was on, and then she just switched her whole shit up because of whatever reason, and. And she, um, like, she started studying everything about black people and what she could find about black culture. And she actually did it so well that when she went into become, like, an activist and, and all that, people really couldn't tell that she, like, you can, you can now that you look back after knowing she's white, yeah. you can tell it's weird. But if a person was running around doing that, in your face, you really wouldn't think like, you "Oh, this is a white person." You won't think to question it because you be like, "It's so far fetched that somebody would go through that much." I'm saying like, what I you wouldn't. Mean? I'm saying I wouldn't think to question it that she wasn't, you know, who she says she was. Nobody would. Right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You wouldn't think to it because it's so far fetched. You would think it's so far fetched that somebody would go through this much. Go through to, what much? Like. Oh, the, oh, the to face, act her, black. You know, to act black or oh, say yeah. you're black. Like, did the things that she did to her face, what she was doing to her hair. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those things you would never think. Like, I would never think anybody will go through that much to be a black woman. But <laughs> like, I, would I would never even never cross anybody's mind no. before her, before this. No. Because nobody would, it didn't, wouldn't even I'm think. that's why it probably, it didn't. It wouldn't who, even who think, would like, uh, this is even a possibility. Right. It just never happened like that before. I was watching it with my, with my mouth wide open. Even though. White people have done this before with the Native Americans. Wow. Yeah. They just started wearing the clothes right, but and that's saying they were Native Americans. I've never seen somebody go through so much to be a black woman. Like, you want to be oppressed. You want to be, like, a black woman this bad? Like, I've never seen it. It's black women don't want to be black women like that. Yeah, so <laughs> she, she created this whole, like, life, and she became an activist, which this is the craziest thing about it. Everything she did, she could have done as a white woman. And black people would have supported and her. And nobody would have had any problem with it. Like, she didn't do, really, when you really think about it, she didn't do nothing wrong. Black but people would have supported her. She didn't do nothing wrong but say she was black. Well, no, she did wrong by telling people the NAACP, like, was discriminating against her. And she was lying, saying that she was getting She didn't say they was discriminating against her. Yes, she did. The NAACP was discriminating against her? The NAACP was discriminating against her, too. How? She was the president. How was they discriminating okay. against her? Somebody was... Dis- I thought it was NAACP. Nah, she was that the president. But she was the president of her local right, chapter. But she had, right, but she had, like, open cases about this stuff. Yeah, Not discrimination Howard, from Howard. But, from a, from As a white woman, okay, though, saying black people was Washington. discriminating against her. Okay. 
at the college. But it's the thing I'm though. About Spokane, Washington. But I'm she, saying you're allowed to you you're allowed to make accusations of discrimination. If she was doing that as a regular white woman, it would be no problem. But the fact that she's going around to, think about everything she did, right? She adopted she had a black husband, whatever. She adopted a black boy, a black um dude that was her uh, her brother, was adopted her brother. brother, but she adopted him because he was being abused. Um her she, sister was sexually assaulted and she uh her sister was sexually assaulted and she probably she pretty much was the only person that that kind of stood by her sister when her parents and her other brother even said it was a lie too which she didn't believe it was a lie i think she knew that the sister was telling the truth and she's the only one who stood by her sister but because of all the crazy stuff that she's been doing she kind of you know lost a lot of credibility like Lost a whole lot of credibility for her sister. So I was listing the stuff that she could have done, though, right? The the adoption of the black kid. She had a black son. She was the NAACP worker. She worked at Howard. She could have done all that as a white person. She didn't have to fake black to do any of that. There has been white NAACP presidents throughout history. Since the beginning of the NAACP, there have been white board members and presidents so there was no reason other than the fact that the woman is delusional she lost her mind and really she gave you kind of like we could try to figure out why she lost her mind she didn't really tell us why she lost her mind because she still don't know that she lost her mind which is the sad part about it the real sad part about it is her black son which is her biological son who's like what 11, 12, 13 years old or something like that. He has to deal with all this because he remembers when his mom was a white woman. So this hasn't even been his whole life. She just transitioned into calling herself a black woman. And the reason he kind of rolled with it was because he didn't want to embarrass the older brother, which is he's full black. He wanted people to kind of feel like, oh, yeah, we do have a black mom so that they won't really bother him like that. So the younger son is really the one getting it the worst right now. Not the younger son, but the middle son now because she had another baby. That person is getting it the worst right now. It's just all bad, man. It's all I feel bad for the lady because she's not the lady is not in her right mind. She can be in a mental hospital. Actually, a mental hospital would probably help her figure out what the hell is going on with her. And then she can come back to being a white woman and raising her son the right way. Because her son is going to end up becoming violent or he you know, might kill himself or something like that. I can see that because the boy looks like... Y'all just need to go watch the Rachel Divide, man. It's really too much to even... Too many different small details to get into. And one thing I noticed, the lady's artistic ability top notch Rachel Dolezal can really paint man like she she, like some of the artwork you see her doing in this documentary you're gonna wonder how she's how did she get here because she is clearly talented she's clearly a very smart person that she can take on this persona and actually become it after getting a master's degree in all this the woman is very smart very talented with the paint and all that but she's just crazy, man. Like, that's it. Anything else you want to say? Um, no, okay. All right, so 
that's all I got for y'all. I ain't want to hold y'all up for too long. Uh, we about 40. It's going to be longer than 55 minutes in there. But that's it, man. I'll see y'all another day. I just wanted to get y'all. I just wanted to talk to y'all about the thing. If y'all got any opinions about this Pusha T and Drake thing, hit me on Twitter at Kilo underscore Righteous. Uh, I say hit me on Instagram, but I don't, I'm not really going to talk to you too much on the gram because I don't really be on there like that. But you can email me, though, at regpodcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. I will respond to that if you hit me on there. And if you want me to talk about something, of course, let me know. I might think about it or I'll tell you what I can do with that. And, uh, you know, one dude said that he wanted me to talk about how Twitter is not really a good place to communicate. But I don't really be trying to communicate with people on Twitter, like, in a deep way anyway, so... I'm not I probably won't be able to make a make a podcast about that. Plus I don't talk to that many people that even use Twitter in real life. Like Shay don't really use Twitter like that. Yes I do. You don't talk on it though. You be on so, there. I'm talking cool. about you don't try to communicate with people. If somebody on like wanna that. communicate with me, I don't ignore people. I'm not saying you ignore people, I'm just saying you're not on there trying to have deep conversations with anybody. Oh, I'm Twitter. not on anything trying to have deep That's conversations. That's what I'm saying. So. I'm saying like he's talking about like barriers to communication okay. like so saying like if we trying to have a conversation we got a misunderstanding you really can't tell via twitter because it just seems like somebody's attacking you okay so uh but i, I don't none of my i wouldn't call anybody and be able to make a real don't you thing have it on facebook don't you get let people go come on your facebook and talk about whatever yeah but most of the people that listen to this are already on facebook though okay so I don't want new people added me on Facebook. I'd rather people talk. I'd rather the convo on Twitter. Keep it short. And you know, we could talk about it like that. But hit me up, y'all. Peace out.